tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado. Para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. Live on Joy 99.7 FM, this is the Midday News. The news is also live on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi. We are on Kaleo FM in Akachi. We are on ATL FM in Cape Coast, Lonlonyo FM in Hohoi, Ganga FM in Jirapa. We are live on Twitter Spaces. We are on Facebook and myjoyonline.com. The midday news is sponsored by Petrosol, your clean fall in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDPE pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. This afternoon, government and the independent power producers agree on a 43 million dollar payment monthly but that will only cover electricity produced and consumed by the state we have negotiated with them to pay for energy consumed mm. which means we are currently not paying for the excess mm. that we do not consume and that is what amounts to the 43 million dollars shared amongst them also, as government awaits the release of the second IMF tranche of $600 million, there are six conditions to be met before the money will be released. I tell you that Ghana is ready for uh, the next uh, review, the first uh, review, and we are very confident about uh, succeeding with the review. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into the election headquarters in the next 24 hours. Ten candidates will justify the inclusion as the superdelegates in the NPP selects five candidates as tomorrow's conference across the country. The Electoral Commission is entrusted with ensuring full compliance and implementation of the operational guidelines for the special Electoral College elections. We'll take a look at the Superdelegates Congress tomorrow. We'll also get to hear from a political scientist that's alleging machinations by bigwigs in the party to favor some aspirants. In my opinion, I think that is what is going to drive uh, the dynamics, you know, of this race. Who can they hedge their bets on to allow them, you know, to break the aid? And much later, baby wrapped in polythene, abandoned and almost suffocating, saved by the miraculous intervention of an ambulance crew. The baby was showing signs of difficulty in breathing, so they have to do some resuscitation and also cover the baby to prevent hypothermia. Then we route to Achimota Hospital for further management. We have sports. Sports Ministry commits to helping long jumper Deborah Aqua treat lingering Achilles injury. And stay with me. I'll bring you the never-ending runs of the roads minister, Kwesi Amwakwata. <laughs> Must be arrested immediately. 
We have that and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. Thank you so much for choosing us. Let's dig in now. And government and the independent power producers have agreed on a $43 million payment monthly to address the financial crisis threatening the energy sector in the country. Well, this is, however, to cover only power generated and consumed by the state, as government insists it has no money to pay for the excess capacity. Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, tells my colleague George Riafe the IPPs have accepted this particular offer. We've negotiated with them. We've agreed to some monthly payments. And in the, every month, about 43 million US dollars shared amongst them for energy supply, for energy consumed, let me say. Because you know that they have excess capacity. Mm. And so we have negotiated with them to pay for energy consumed, mm. which means we are currently not paying for the excess mm. that we do not consume. And that is what amounts to the $43 million shared amongst, amongst them. Mm. And as I speak to you, we have paid them twice since we agreed with them. Mm. In July, we paid $43 million. ACG has just paid for August uh, $43 million uh, dollars, uh, two, three days ago. Mm. And that is going to continue. Mm. We want to be current. Mm. Also because under our fund program, the IMF program, we have to be current with our payment. We are not supposed to rebuild the areas. And and so that is satisfactory to the IPPs. And that was why they came out with a statement to call off their their threat. Mm. And so we've done this in order to ensure that we have energy security Mm. so that we will not have supply interruption. Mm. Supply interruption is so bad for an economy. And when you are pursuing an aggressive growth strategy, energy is an important enabler. Well, the bigger issue is the debt in the energy sector, which currently stands at $2.3 billion, half of it owed to independent power producers. Mohamed Amin Adam says there is an agreement to restructure the IPP's debt in September. Well, the IPP debt uh, must be put in proper perspective. Mm. Okay, I have heard some numbers being shared by uh, some groups, mm. particularly the chamber of uh, uh, IPPs, mm. $2.3 billion. Uh, we don't have anything near that $2.3 billion. What is, what is the current, if that is not there, what so is there? So at the end of uh, December 2022, we had about $1.7 billion, as was estimated. Mm. But about 500 is fuel, fuel areas. Mm. And so these areas are not uh, sitting in the name of uh, IPPs. Mm. As of June this year, 2023, the IPP debt is around $1 billion. Uh, U.S. dollars, and of this, about 340 million is for unutilized capacity. Mm. As a result of the uh, contract signed by the previous uh, NDC government, uh, take or pay contracts, uh, excess capacity, you know, which we didn't need, the one billion dollar areas has about 340 million dollars related to mm. capacity not used. Mm. But because of the take or pay obligations, we have an obligation to, to pay mm. that, that money. So this one billion is what we are seeking to restructure with the, with the uh, IPPs. Mm. And as I speak to you, uh, we've done all the analysis. We have various options that we want to put on, ta- on the table. 
But even before then, some of the IPPs have sent us uh, proposals for us to, to consider. I believe in September, we will, we will start negotiating uh, the, the restructuring proposals with a view to concluding uh, our negotiation on the IPP areas or debts. That's the Minister of State of the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam. The full interview with George Riafe is available on our YouTube channels. We'll get to hear from the IPPs as well. But let's explore this um, with um, the former power minister who was instrumental in bringing in most of the independent power producers, Dr. Kobna Donko. Thank you so much uh, for joining us here on the Midday News. So government has agreed with the IPPs. We only pay for only energy that we've consumed. That's a, a fair deal, isn't it? Because excess capacity will not be paid for. You agree? Well, I don't agree. Obviously, I don't agree. Um, if government is incapacitated by financial constraints, that's a, that's a different argument. But in terms of contra- contractual obligations, for example, if you say today that you are only paying for energy use, that is fine. In running any power system, there is a redundancy, a reserve capacity of between 18 to 20 percent depending on the jurisdiction so who pays for that redundancy that reserve margin it is that reserve margin that enables the system to run smoothly so when one plant goes off and machines do go off there is enough capacity to kick in that's that redundancy are you saying that should not be paid for Again, you're talking about excess capacity. I challenge anyone to produce the excess capacity that we have in 2023. We've looked at some of the Energy Commission outends for 2022, and we'll tell you that in 2022-2023, the idea of excess capacity is a myth. If we had excess capacity, why would ECG renew or sign two new agreements with AXA Energy. AXA, AXA's five-year contract has lapsed. ECG has renewed that contract. There's also a new contract signed for Kumasi for AXA to put up a plant in Kumasi. If we have excess capacity, why would this government go ahead and sign two new agreements? Mm. So please, when it comes to the energy space, Emotions, propaganda, and others wouldn't take us far as a country. Let's be rational. But are you surprised to hear capacity? Okay, but are you surprised to hear, Doctor Doctor Donko, Listening to Doctor Mohamed Amin Adam, it appears that this is a deal that the IPPs have already agreed to. Are you surprised to hear that uh, the the IPPs agree to this in spite of the concerns that you're raising? No, of course, of course. If you are owing me a billion and you say you will pay so much every month. Every businessman will, will accept that deal. But that does not mean that is the full story. The redundancy, the reserve margin, who pays for it? That is not part of the energy used. As the minister rightly said, that about $500 million of what they claimed was payment for fuel. Do you run a plant when you have excess capacity? You don't run the plant to consume fuel. Mm. So let's sanitize the discussion. Let's look at the objective conditions. One of the major challenges we face in the energy sector is the deterioration of the city against the dollar. Remember, the receivables of ECG and other energy players are city denominated. 
their payables are dollar denominated. And so when arising out of macro macroeconomic inefficiencies, the city deteriorates to the level it has deteriorated. It impacts on the ability of uh, the appropriate SOEs okay. to service the dollar obligation. Now, now briefly, the, the, argument. briefly, Dr. Kwabnadonko, $43 million payment every month. That's the agreement. From where you sit, knowing the industry like you do, is it sustainable? Well, they said, they are telling us that it's sustainable. They are saying that it will only be sustainable if there is macro economic improvements and the cd dollar exchange regime stays stable if there is equilibrium in the exchange regime that is fine but if there is any further deterioration it will place extra burden on ecg in particular okay that is where we are we're grateful that's a uh, dr kobna donko the former power minister we'll stay a little longer on the finance ministry because um ghana is set for a comprehensive review by the international monetary fund in september and if successful will lead to the release of another 600 million dollars by the fund well there are six conditions that must be met to unlock this particular fund and minister of state other finance ministry dr mohammed amin adam is hopeful of approval by the imf after the assessment and uh, some of them include uh, zero uh, Bank of Ghana uh, financing of the of the central government, and as you know, that central government has stopped financing uh, the the government. Uh, the other one is the uh, non-accumulation of uh, external debt payment arrears, mm -hmm. and that we are also very successful with that. And then also uh, zero uh, collateralized uh, uh, borrowing. Mm -hmm. And I cannot tell you that we are on, on course. We are meeting all those uh, mm -hmm. uh, performance criteria. You can catch the full interview, like you said, on myjoyonline.com, also on our YouTube channels. Let's get into the election headquarters now. And in a little over 24 hours, the presidential aspirant of five hopefuls in the NPP race will come to an end. A group constituted of superdelegates will head to the polls to elect five out of the 10 aspirants for the main Congress in November. 955 delegates are expected to cast their ballots in 17 voting centers across the country, with the EC entrusted with the responsibility to conduct the polls. Aspirants have only close of day to wrap up their campaigns as the party bans any form of campaigning or Congress to Tomorrow. But political governance expert with the CDD, Dr. John Ose Kwapon, says delegates should consider electing a candidate that has the competence of breaking the eight for the MPP. I'm sure the primary thing on their mind is breaking the eight. So if they look at all the 10 candidates, um, who do they think has the best chance of allowing them you know, to break the eight will definitely be, I think, the thing that, or at least in my opinion, I think that is what is going to drive uh, the dynamics, you know, of this race. Who can they hedge their bets on to allow them, you know, to break the eight? But again, you know, intrapartite democracy is such that you never know what other dynamics or thinking, you know, may be going in the minds of delegates and what they might do to, you know, to torpedo this race. Well, political marketing expert Professor Kobe Mensah indicates that all the aspirants have gained attention from delegates and can spring a surprise. Almost all of them are connected the uh, the delegates uh, we have seen a media report 
uh, the various, you know, uh, kind of verses that the candidate has made, particularly, you know, uh, Alan Chamantin, uh, Baumia, for example, and then of course you have uh, Kennedy Japan. Uh, you've seen, you know, Kwame Japan also, you know, going around with uh, a lot of media, you know, attention, a lot of reports on there. You've seen Boateyaku. So, uh, pretty much almost all of them, of course, they are. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. You know, uh, what is called the delegate. So, from the perspective of uh, say that uh, personal selling, uh, i.e., meeting the delegate, they have, you know, pretty much, you know, done that. Well, allegations of machinations by some NPP bigwigs and as well as national executives to favor their preferred candidates still rife. We can hear from political scientist Dr. Mwakoba. This is not the main event. This is the event before the event. But they're working very hard. So that they can come up with the agenda and say, ah, look at here, this man is very, very, very popular. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Because who, those who are voting for this, this period will not be the same ones who vote in it. You know, their outlook is very different. The so-called superdelegates. How many? It's the MP, uh, CEOs. These are people on the higher level of the economic uh, system in Ghana. So their outlook is different. So we should not use their outlook as a general outlook of the population. It isn't right. People need money. So the MPs need money. They've been given money, so they go along. This is what is going on. So you're anticipating that Dr. Baumia may probably win by a margin? It's a done deal. He'll win. But whether you win by that large margin, I don't know. But Dr. Mwakoba is a political scientist. Let's touch base and let's um, get to some of our reporters on the ground. I'll start off in the Ashanti region because they have the largest delegates, 119 of them. Nanaya Ojima is monitoring the situations for us. Let's look at um, the mood ahead of this um, conference tomorrow. And as far the delegates for this election are happy about the chances of their various candidates winning this particular election. Mind you, Ashanti region has the highest number of delegates. And also, Asante will be a hotbed because almost about seven of these um, candidates for the election have strong ties with the Asante region. Either They are either from the region or had or lived here with, at their formative age. So it will be very, very, very hotly contested in the Asante region. That's my colleague, Nanaya Ojima. Thank you so much. Let's head to the northern region. Martina Bugri is monitoring events there for us. Martina, what can you report from the northern region? From the northern region, all is set for the elections tomorrow, as we know. Um, they chose the Tamale Training uh, Tamale College of Education, and I'm told that they picked that venue because it's enclosed and offers them better security. Um, we are told that 52 people were supposed to have been uh, voting tomorrow, but one person died a few days to the election, and so 51, and one person also transferred his vote from Tamale to um, Accra, and so we have 50. But before I came on air, I spoke to the 
uh, Director of Research and Elections, Dr. Fuseni Bawa Zakaria. He says that one person has also transferred his vote to Tamale here, but they are yet to confirm who the person is. Now, he says that they have met with the police. They have fashioned out modalities on how the security would work. And two inner per- in, in, perimeters have been created. The first one allowing delegates inside and the second one only strictly for delegates who would vote. So as we speak now, all is set and all we are waiting for is tomorrow morning. And we can't wait for that. Um, this is your election headquarters and the head of our political desk, Evans Mensah, joins us online. Where we will be on air, online, on all social media platforms. Evans, what are we to expect? So we're starting tonight at 8, 8 across our platforms on TV, on radio, and across our social media platforms, 8 to 10 p.m., focused exclusively on analysis. What we want to do is to help our audience have the full context before they join our coverage at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. So by the time you come in tomorrow morning, when the D-Day itself kickstarts, we want you to have a clearer picture, understanding of what is going to happen, who is likely to win, who is likely to be in the top five, and whose presidential ambition will be terminated. So that's tonight, deep analysis. And then towards the end, we'll get a party executives in to lay the foundations as far as preparations are concerned for the next day. And then you join us at 7 a.m. across our networks tomorrow morning, D-Day, we are going to have exclusive coverage, the most extensive coverage you can get on any platform, the best political team. Our correspondents are across the country, all polling centers. And we have some very fascinating stellar guests for you who will join us with analysis and commentary as we're building. So we are doing this until we know the results and do some really in analysis post-elections tomorrow. That's Evans Mensah, head of our political desk. You'll be joined by the other head this evening on election eve. Wednesday, now more Evans Mensah. You can't miss that on the Joy News channel at 8 p.m. and all our social media platforms. This is the Midday News, sponsored by Petrosol. Your clean fall in full quantity. Petrosol, always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDPE pipes and water tank. Where Dura Plus goes, water flows. We return from the break with Sports and then a baby wrapped in polythene abandoned and almost suffocating, saved by the miraculous intervention of an ambulance crew. The baby was facing signs of difficulty in breathing, so they have to do some resuscitation and also cover the baby to prevent hypothermia. Then en route to Achimota Hospital for further management. And later, cataloging the never ending runs of the roads and highways minister, Kwesia Mwakwata. <laughs> When budgets are tight and money difficult to come by, you want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> Petrosol, clean fuel in full quantity. Imagine say water wake up at dawn. In no both. In no chop. 
when it vanished for your area for two weeks, uh-huh. you not get one drop safe inside your tank. Hey. Hajia, our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water tank? Yes, water tank. Mamma mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past Kumasi Selindion. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana Army. That water tank, they carry water, pepe, pepe. So say some no go left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank. That's my boss, Mr. Foncho Gutor. <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank. By Duraplast. Thank you so much for choosing Joy 99.7 FM Midday News. Time for sports. Daniel Cranting. Hi, MFA. Deputy Sports Minister Evans Bobiopoku has told Joy Sports that his outfit will consider making funds available for long jumper Deborah Aqua to treat injuries she sustained while competing for Ghana last year. The national record holder sustained the injury during the 2022 Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, where she won bronze. Aqua revealed earlier this week that a top Ghanaian official had pledged the nation's support in catering for the injury but failed to deliver. I met her yesterday when I also heard that. In fact, I heard it the very day I arrived here to come and lend government support to them. It's, it was very unfortunate uh, comment. So I have met with her to find out for her who did that. Promise. But I asked her, is it a written commitment? Then she said no. For us at the, at the ministry, officially that has not come to our notice. So we're very surprised. So going forward, we are going to see how we put our heads together. She will be supported. You heard Deputy Sports Minister Evans Bobio Opoku speaking there, bringing an end to sports. But later at 2.15 p.m. we'll have game plan where we'll talk about the fallout from Ghana's participation at the ongoing World Athletics Championships as well as Mohamed Kudus's impending transfer to West Ham United. Game plan you can't miss. Now, call it a divine intervention and you would not be wrong. A team of ambulance personnel returning to their base after dealing with an emergency became the survivor of an almost um, saviour of an almost two-week-old baby girl who had been abandoned in the Echimoto Forest. The Greater Okra Regional Administrator of the Ambulance Service, Daniel Asari, tells Joy News his officers were alerted by two passerby who said they saw the baby wrapped in black polythene and suffocating what happened next? Officer Daniel Asari shares the rest of the story. On their way coming back to base, when they got to the Achimota Forest area, then they were stopped by this Good Samaritan that they've seen a baby lying in the bush. The baby was wrapped in a black polythene, so they have to unwrap the baby. And also, the baby was showing signs of difficulty in breathing, so they have to do some resuscitation and also cover the baby to prevent hypothermia. So they have to enroll to Achimota Hospital for further management. Uh, the Samaritans are one male, one female, so they have to come and join the ambulance and go to the hospital. So then the madam have to stay and do further for the baby and reported the issue to the Achimota police station. We are supposed to also go and pick another case, so we have to leave. Then the following day, when we went there, the baby was doing good. Well, CEO of the National Ambulance Service, Professor Ahmed Zakaria, notes this intervention was possible because the ambulance vehicles were fully equipped and well-resourced. He also urged stakeholders to continue to support their work. So basically, because the ambulances are well-equipped, they have virtually every equipment that you need to be able to resuscitate any patient. So we just continue to crave the indulgence of um, the public that they should continue to 
pray for the crew and continue to give us all the necessary support so that at least once we have all the necessary resources, we should be able to continue to save lives. Well, authorities at the Achimota Hospital have indicated to us that the baby is responding to treatment and many thanks to the pastor who first um, noticed that baby wrapped in the polythene bag and stopped the ambulance service, uh, for which reason the baby was saved. Now, uh, before we go, uh, though, uh, we'll be talking about uh, police in the Tema region. They've rescued 12 West African nations trafficked to engage in cyber fraud in Ghana. The victims were held in the trafficking syndicate's hideout in Sapribo, a suburb of Bungkataman and left malnourished. Joining us, Carlos Caloni has the rest of the story. Residents speculate the 12 individuals believed to have been trafficked from the West African sub-region are allegedly being held against their will by their Nigerian captors coerced into the world of cybercrime. Disturbing signals from within these walls have left neighbors perturbed. Ultimately, prompting them to raise an alarm that led to apprehension of all 14 occupants. I stay behind the house that the tennis incident is happening. I just, I saw one guy just waving, waving like that. But I, I thought the person was making fun of me because I never saw anybody like that. I hear their voices, but I don't know the people staying there. So the person was waving. Then I called my husband. I see somebody's like, the person is making fun of me. Then my husband said, oh, let me check. Then he looked and said, no, it's like the person is calling for help. Then my husband went for ladder. At first, he climbed the wall and saw that the person said, uh-huh, the person was making sign language like that. And the hand is shaking. It's like the person is weak, very, very weak. He cannot talk. So when he was making the sign, then my husband went for ladder and took his phone that he wanted to take picture. But because of the net in the room, the net that they used to cover the burglar proof, there's no way he can do the video so he got down and another brother came and the person started calling for help then he said call for call he was doing like this call for call for he was doing it so when he was doing it then my husband said no he said that we should call for police so he wants to go he wants to go so they went in calling for police when they were calling then he went to Accra then when they came out you see them all of them it's like they are malnourished that's Carlos Coloni's report. Now, he's a lawyer and holds one of the most important ministerial portfolios in the country. But Christian Mwakwata is never shy about expressing his anger when the road is deliberately destroyed. Yesterday, he took on some staff at the roads ministry, describing them as thieves and corrupt. But it wasn't the first time he's doing so. I bet you recall that. We can't lock some of his rants for you.
and I'm sure you record double up as well. That's how we wrap up today's edition of the Midday News here on Joy 99.7 FM. Brought to you by Petro Soil, your clean fall in full quantity. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.